Okay, you action-loving sports maniacs, look, we all like having something-something on the games. Hell, it's what keeps us from going to bed or watching Top Chef. But when you are putting your money out there on these rough gambling streets, the number one thing you need to know is simply this. A, when will I get my money without a hassle? And B, is this online sports book going to be a dirt patch in a cloud of dust next week? Well, with the official sweet action site of the ZabeCast, my bookie is that place. I've been doing business with them for over five years. They've got great odds, don't gouge on the VIG, have all kinds of props and futures, and best of all, in the rare case there's ever a customer service issue, guess who your customer service rep is? That's right. Me, El Baldo. So get in there, open an account, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, so they know that I sent you. And bet with your head no over it. And you'll never look back. You'll never be tempted to try these other big clown books that are spending a trillion dollars on fancy ad campaigns. MyBookie.com, MyBookie.com. You got a bookie? Yes, you do. And you don't have to meet him in a seedy Italian restaurant to settle up. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the ZabeCast, a wild night in Titletown leads to a late podcast. I will explain why I'm so tardy. Glenn Eunice with a rare visit on NFL agents and how hard it is to get paid in this league. Plus, Team USA ripped for scoreless draw and why it's great for equality in sports. You're better late than ever. 30 minutes plus of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, here we go. Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for being patient. And I give you this podcast today with a genuine, heartfelt apology for it being late. And on top of that, the audio may or may not be listenable coming up in this interview with Glenn Eunice. Now, you might say, what do you mean may or may not? Do or do not. There is no try, as Yoda once said. Well, here's the reason why I say it may or may not be listenable. Glenn sounds fine. I, however, my voice on this interview is burnt to a crisp. 
Why? Because I didn't know I had the settings wrong on this otherwise wonderful little microphone setup, the Rode NT Mini USB-1 and the Rode Connect Virtual Mixer System, which really is able to let you do a podcast, pretty robust one at that, with sound effects and music mixed in like this. Oh, uh, or, you know, or <laughs> from pretty much anywhere. Now, it does sound a bit echoey in here, even though I have the noise gate set on the microphone. I also didn't, the reason it was burnt is I didn't know there was a, another setting that cranked the volume way up, and I couldn't fix it. Couldn't fix it. Didn't know how to fix it. I was tired. I was trying to get knock the interview out and then be on my way. So yesterday, woke up Monday did this podcast with Glenn, went to Packers training camp. Then, what did I do after that? Oh, then I ran around. I went to get something to eat, did some work, sent some emails, said, I'll just finish up the rest of this podcast later. And then I went out and didn't know it, but I was going to be gone for a while. Went out and had a few drinks with uh, John Kuhn and a fellow colleague or two out Uh, at his place, and then we went straight from there to bowling. Then we had a few pops at bowling. Then I got home. All of a sudden, it's 1030. All of a sudden, the entire house here where we're all staying is full of guys, and I'm like, I'm not going to do my podcast in front of them. Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm doing my podcast. Look at me. (laughs) So I said, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to post the audio. Just slap it up there. Not even edit, edit it. No music, no nothing. Thankfully, podcast guru and master Chris Broussard listened to it and said, yeah, no, this is not up to your standard. We can't put this up there. Well, he didn't say we can't. He's like, you really want this up there? It's pretty, pretty rough. And I agreed. I said, no. I said, let me work on it. So I then got done with my morning show, did the Lynn Murray Solly podcast, not with Murray anymore, but you know their podcast on Patreon, had a good chat, was quite tired by the time 11 a.m. rolled around and took a monster-ass nap. Woke up at 12.30, here I am now, and I'm recording it, and I have fixed the level issue. This level sounds good. Again, does sound a touch echoey. I should probably record this in my vehicle where you've got nice sound deadening, and it'd be a better studio environment. If this is good enough, you're going to get a short podcast today because when you hear the part of the interview, you're going to go, ah, can't listen to this. That said, I was at Packer practice. Nobody got hurt. That means it was a great training camp practice. Why? Because, holy shit, look at the injuries going on around the league. Happens every year. I fall into the trap of, wow, are there a lot of injuries this year or is it just me? No, it's just another year. Jalen Ramsey for the Jaguars. Out for almost the whole season. Narrowly averted disaster with not a fully blown out knee, but one that's going to take him off the field for quite some time. Joe Burrow wonk wonked his ankle or calf or something like that. He's going to be out for a while. Not ideal to start the season. Now you add to that the worst day ever for the wide receivers of the Denver Broncos, Tim Patrick tearing his Achilles one year after he blew out his ACL, which kept him out for the whole year. So 
of all the luck that Tim Patrick has, it's all bad. And then you had a KJ Hamler getting pericarditis, and he is going to be out for some time. Now, they believe with medication he's going to be able to handle it, and he's going to be okay. Interesting. An athlete, young athlete, pericarditis. It does happen uh, just as a regular occurrence, but hmm, interesting. You know what? Let's not ask any questions. Let's keep her moving. Just keep her moving. And the Colts had their backup running back, you know, the backup to the running back that the owner is trashing right now and Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, he broke his arm yesterday. So when I say the Packers had nobody get hurt and it was a great practice, that's literally exactly what I mean. Now, can you not practice and try to save yourself for the season? No, you can't. You got to do something. You got to run around and get guys at least a bit acclimated. Shit's going to happen. People are going to get hurt. It's a roll of the dice. That said, last night in the wee of the night, Team USA with a 1-1 draw against, or excuse me, a nil-nil draw against Portugal. The gals advance. I'm sorry, that's sexist. The ladies advance. That Okay, that's a... The women hear them roar, advanced. Don't even say they're women. Team USA, you're supposed to know who they are, what they are. Uh, Team USA advances to the knockout stage of the Women's World Cup with a nil-nil draw against Portugal. Coming into this tournament, I believe uh, this particular team had not lost a, or not drawn, and had, had, had won every game they'd played. Something like 10-0. This is not a very good addition of the women's U.S. World Cup team. But afterwards, and this was great, um, Carly Lloyd got in there and started ripping him a new one. It was fantastic. And Alexei Lawless was like, yeah, let's go. I want more of this. Talk to me. Ripped their effort. Ripped their organization, ripped the coach, ripped it all. Not good enough. And it was glorious. You know why? Because this is what equality looks like. This is what would happen to the men in a similar situation if they are the overwhelming favorite in a tournament and they're playing like ass. They've got four goals in in three games. There are six teams that I think have five goals in a single game so far in this Women's World Cup tournament. And Carly Lloyd herself knows that, hey, I was part of the previous generation that helped build this thing and put it to a certain height, that helped you current generation get paid a lot more money because you basically bitched and moaned in the media and you got lawyers and you sued and USA Soccer caved because they... They knew they were on the side of the legal right side of the argument. They were paying you. They just, they were paying you in a different way than they were paying the men. But they then said, well, we just don't want to put up with this. That's going to go on and on and on and get hammered by the media. So here, fine, we'll give you more money. They stole money from the men to give it to the women. And the men also didn't want to bitch about it because they knew they would get killed by the media. It was a joint attack between the media and lawyers to basically take a bunch of money that the women's team didn't earn through the economic realities of their sport. But, but to get that money, 
You needed them to be a stone-cold winning outfit, just a killer unit, an absolute cut a swath through the rest of the world in women's soccer unit. And that's what Carly Lloyd was part of and the previous generations were part of. This current team, it ain't it. Now, it may be the oldsters who are dragging the team down. You've got Alex Morgan, who really is past her prime, playing a lot of minutes. Not really a great striker at this point of her career. Megan Rapino plays a little teensy-tiny bit, but she's on the team. Maybe the young gals would be great. The new generation is ready to take over, and they should wash out the old, but it ain't working right now. But what I loved was that Carly Lloyd ripped him. Alexei Lala said, yes, I want to hear more, and that, friends, is what equality looks like because it would happen in a men's te- with a men's team and it's happened to a women's team so we'll see if they can get it together they got sweden next and it could be dicey all right without further ado let's go to my interview with glenn g unit Eunice, the director of the ed reed foundation talking about agents in the nfl and just how hard it is to get paid and just the back and forth between Jim Ursay and Jonathan Taylor and a surprising take from Glenn saying, look, Ursay actually has a pretty good reputation, absent this episode, of taking care of his players. Again, the audio may or may not be listenable to you. I don't know how particular you are with your audio. I find it to be right on the edge of, eh, I don't think so. If it's no good, Trash this episode, skip it. I'm going to get back on schedule. There'll be a new one, better one, with better audio coming tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Here's my man, Glenn Eunice. Did you know that MyBookie.com has more than just sports gambling? Oh, yeah. They've got an online casino that is amazingly fun to play and can be quite profitable. Want to sharpen some skills for a trip to Vegas or maybe another casino? You want to practice card counting, bet variants, or some exotic strategy you saw on TikTok? MyBookie.com. And of course, there's always the sports. Not just football, which we're all salivating about, but baseball, golf, tennis, boxing, MMA, and a bunch of stuff that you'll say, wait, I can bet something on that? Yes, you can. Get an account at MyBookie.com. Enter promo code ZABE so they know that I sent you. And splash around and have some fun in life, especially after you get that reimbursement check from your sales meeting in Grand Forks, South Dakota. MyBookie.com, the one, the only, the official sports book of the ZABEcast. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Ladies and gents, I give you the love, the love. Listen, save yourself loathing for your therapist. We're here to talk to upbeat, <laughs> fun Glenn. All right? And I I yeah. called you because we hadn't checked in in a while, and I had not heard. I wanted to hear your take on a couple of things. We tried to get you last week. We missed. Even more stuff has happened since then. But in particular, I wanted to talk about this uh, situation with Jonathan Taylor, which has jumped up yeah. a notch. I mean, talk about getting sideways quick. And I know you being close friends with Ed Reed, who really never had to worry too much about getting paid in the NFL. But most every other player in the league knows how hard it is to get fucking paid. So I said, Glenn, I want to talk about this. And you said to me in a text, I don't follow sports anymore, but I'll do my best. (laughs) The fuck do you follow if you don't follow sports? It, that's kind of just hyperbole. Of course, I follow sports, but I'm, you know, it, not in the day to day like you are. So, I, you know, I always get intimidated right. by the sports legend that is Steve Zabin. Um, you're not no, prepping this is something for right shows. You're not prepping for shows no. where you're keeping track of the trade deadline in baseball, you know, and pretending to have an that's opinion right. on all these guys, Nick Martinez and Gonzalez being traded. Like, oh, it's a great acquisition. Ah, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Ding on all of I mean, there couldn't be a better 100% emoji than that. I mean, that yes, all that. All right, Pretending so, keyword, at least for me. I mean. So yesterday when I talked to Andy in the morning, all we had was that uh, Jonathan Taylor was yeah. meeting with Ursay. By the afternoon, he had said, I demand a trade. Yep. And by the evening, it was yep. even worse where they said, they may put him on the pup list and not pay him because of a phantom back injury. Holy shit. So, a couple things there. My understanding is the back injury is real. He had an MRI before camp, um, showed it. So, the back injury isn't a phantom thing. For him to say he doesn't have one is kind of silly. Um, so, if they put him on that... It, it, so, okay, a couple things here. Let's rewind. One... Let's go back to Le'Veon Bell because that's what everyone references. Right. I was on the air back then. I'm pro running back. I was anti-devaluation just on the premise that because one position may or may not wear out earlier doesn't mean you devalue the position. It's one of X amount of positions on the field. They score X amount of percentage of touchdowns and contribute and blah, 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 and they should be accounted for as such. But there's also craftier ways of doing it. If running backs are very valuable before a short period of time, well, then you pay them high in short stints, not long stints, right? There's the, all these different ways to slice, slice it up. Le'Veon Bell made a huge mistake. He's admitted as such. It was dumb that he sat out because the way that you win in the NFL is to take somebody else's money. That's the game. You have a certain set of talents, and you take their money for it. The only other leverage, though, that the players have is to do what Le'Veon Bell did and is to sit out and or threaten to sit out. 
but there's no real threat if ultimately you're not going to sit out Saquon Barkley. But the reason people don't actually sit out is because that's no way to win is to not take their money. So you try to get the best deal that you can while threatening, I'm not going to show for training camp, I'm not going to help build camaraderie, I might not know the playbook, and you don't have a better option, so you better pay me. And ultimately, you arbitrate, you meet somewhere in the middle, and they don't really go through baseball arbitration, but they mediate and they mitigate, and you get to a deal that mostly makes sense for everybody. Mostly everyone's a little upset, and that's sort of business. And then you play football, and hopefully you re-up again. Kirk Cousins, different position, but that's the model. Milk, what everyone thinks. I actually don't think the franchise tag is all that bad all the time. Milk the franchise tag, bet on yourself, attempt to be healthy and win, and cash in multiple times. Different for quarterback than running back because of the rules and how the league is structured, but that's the model. All right, so now with that said, Jonathan Taylor switched agents recently. He also switched mindsets recently. He was like, team player, team player, team player. We'll work it out. It's all good. I'm under contract. They obligated me. I obligated them. We're going to live up to it, and we'll figure it out when the time comes. But you never know when it comes to negotiation because I'm just talking. Like, this is last year. I'm just talking like, you know, I haven't been through it yet. So he switches agents to a guy that, you know, is, you know, Look at his Twitter handle. He's kind of like pointing at his gold chain. And oh, no. I don't know the guy, but I know people that know the guy. He's, a, gold, he's, he's you know, a gold chain agent. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll look uh, it up. K- you? K-A-W-A. It's it's Macaulay, Macaulay Kawai or whatever. I don't know what his I, I don't know how, right, how to pronounce his name. I'll look it like up as you keep talking. M-A-L-K-I. Last name is K-A-W-A. Okay. Anyway, it's the... He has the same agent as the star linebacker for the Colts, uh, Shaq Leonard, who's a good dude, won, I think, defensive rookie of the year a couple of years ago, and who just got paid by the Colts. I also know a little bit about the Colts and Jim Irsay. As wild as a maniac as he is, he takes care of his players, and he takes care of former players. He is known to be one of the really? most generous. Oh, yeah. So how did, how did he get sideways? How did he get sideways? How to get sideways with one of the nicest guys in the league, and Jonathan Taylor. Now we're biased up here in Wisconsin because he's a Badger, but he yeah. is a good dude. Yeah, he's a good dude because, you know, I, I once you text me, I text a few people that I know, um, agents and otherwise, and the 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 agents gotten into Jonathan's head, this new agent, and they basically, I don't want to say tricked him because. Jonathan and his agent essentially are putting Ursay and the Colts into an ultimatum situation. And anybody that knows anything that's been married or done any sort of business, you do not put the person you're trying to negotiate with at an ultimatum. It doesn't work. You, you give your wife an ultimatum, see how that works out for you. Well, right. he's done that with his you know, dancing partner in the Colts. And they're like, okay, well, trade me or else. Okay, how about or else? Like, <laughs> how about or else? You know, because... It's because we as an organization, Ursay has said this, have fought long and hard for a collective bargaining agreement, and we're not going to etch out special rules for running backs, big picture, small picture, because we, and he's not saying it like this, this is my interpretation, because we as a league, you can stamp it collusion if you'd like, have said that maybe running backs aren't as valuable as we used to think they were or they used to be. We're not going to pay. And so, you know what? You want to give me an ultimatum? Here's my ultimatum. I'll go find other running backs, right? And he didn't say that. That's not Ursay's stance. But that's sort of where we are in sort of the 
subconscious argument of why aren't you paying me? Well, why are you telling me to trade you? No. Uh, the league, unfortunately, has way more power than the players do, certainly than the union does. And ultimately, the reason the players mostly back down, Saquon Barkley, is because at the end of the day, the union isn't strong enough or have a war chest big enough to say, hold out, we'll take care of you. Right. Or hold out, we'll make sure that the rules get changed. By the way. They're not that union. That It's yeah. not the baseball union. Malky Kawa. Malky Kawa. K-A-W-A is the agent. And he has been going back and yep. forth with Ursay on Twitter. That also is probably not yep. a great way to negotiate publicly. Ian Rappaport tweeted, I hope this relationship can be fixed, meaning between Ursay and Taylor. Kawa, his agent, tweeted, I doubt it. Probably not. I doubt it. Oh, yeah, it. I doubt it, yeah. In return to Rappaport. I mean, how low brow was that, though? Well, yeah, and and your I mean, agent, low brow, your you agent know? is wearing a giant gold chain and pointing to it. That may feel tough and sound tough, but is it going to work with a 70-year-old billionaire? I don't know. I don't think so. That said, I'm glad Taylor is at least engaging in the fight. I thought what Barkley did was an unbelievable cave. I described the contract in a way that was even more generous than it really was. I got corrected by a Giants fan saying, no, he's really not getting much more money at all. Somebody has to have this Eight, fight at some grand, point. Like that. Yeah, somebody has to have this fight at some point. And I said this last week to the boys. I go, look, you can't hold out because it'll cost you too much money. You'll lose a year of service. You won't win in the end. We got, we, we've, right. we've proven through Le'Veon Bell that doesn't work. And then the flip side would be just to stay quiet and take whatever crumbs they decide to give you. That also is yep. not a good route. I said you got to go somewhere in the middle where you essentially signal, oh, I'm not going to give you much this year. And then you're going to either have to franchise me, which will be expensive, or let me go finally. And you're not going to like either one of those. But I'm going to take my sweet time being healthy, being ready, and just be disinterested. Don't tank the season. Don't be a malcontent. Yep. But let it be known, you're doing the bare minimum on my contract. I'm doing the bare minimum. So we'll see how this goes. And and neither Scott nor Solly thought that that was a workable way to, work, to go about it. I said, somebody has to. So... There's a there's a few layers there, and it's an interesting argument. And I mostly agree with the idea that you can't totally cave and you can't totally sit out because neither of those extremes sort of work. Right. And that's why I alluded to the PA. There needs to be, if again, there is a wholesale problem with how we pay running backs in the NFL. Maybe it's just off season headlines and drumming up and rabble rousing out of the media and with a few higher profile names that sort of stoke the flame because we're slow on news. Maybe it's part that, but yeah. maybe it's real. And if it is real, somebody has to do something because an individual player one off or even two off Saquon separately from Jonathan Taylor, it's not enough for the owners to cave. We know that because they have this Cosa Nostra, but I do agree with you. And I said it at the start, I don't necessarily understand the devaluation of running backs because of how valuable they are whether it's stats or camaraderie or fantasy or what have you. The part that I sort of disagree with you on is 
and I understand why you're saying it this way. I'm going to rephrase it so you understand why I disagree. Is you're essentially asking him to quiet quit, yes. which I think is a larger problem in society that I hate. Well, because we're I, weak. I agree. And the other side of it is is hold my fucking beer. You're going to pay me less money than me than than I deserve. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the much higher road. I'm going to shove it down your fucking throat and play awesome. And then what? And then what? That's how I approach life. Well, That's he just could get, me. He could get um, hurt. He could get hurt in week 17. And then he's really And then you could do that anyway. Well, and you he, could do that anyway. You could I, get hurt anyway. And you get hurt half-stepping it in the league, too. Listen, and, quiet, and, and quiet A quitting, lot of athletes will say you can't go half-assing. I agree. Quiet quitting is unethical, and it's it's bad for the soul. And it lowers your yeah. own standards as somebody yep. who has a profession or a passion or whatever. That said, that's right. Sometimes it's the only way to get the attention of corporate fuckery. Okay. And yeah, so I agree with that. The but that's what the cor- same argument that yeah. people use when they riot and burn down a city. They're like, you don't listen nah. to me until I burn down my own neighborhood. Well, it's that's the same. A, it's, well, it's, it's, a, okay. it's a different highway, but the same sort of lane. You know it's what I mean? A, it's, a, it's an extreme different example. Lane, same highway. But it's an extreme yeah. example, but at least if you're going to quiet quit or dial back your output to match what the corporation is giving you, then you're at least forcing Fair. them on civil terms, not by burning down a CVS. Yep. You're forcing them on civil right. terms to go, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Should we pay Jones more to be account receivable or do we not need him at all? Right. And they can make that decision right. with their own corporate fucktards in some big conference room. But you see, the average employee right. has options. The average running back does not. The only way to solve this is to be able to say, well, you don't think much of me, Jonathan Taylor, or my longevity, or my work That's ethic, right. or my ability to come back from injuries. But I bet one of these other 31 teams might. Let's go see. And yep. in the case of the Cowboys... Jerry Jones just said he's not paying Zach Martin any more money. Zach Martin has made right. more Pro Bowls, or no, more All Pro teams, the highest of honors at guard. Yep. He's made more All Pro teams than like Anthony Munoz. It's crazy how good he is at right guard, which is an important position. It's not a glamour position, but it's an important position, right? And Jerry's like, well, I got, Notre I got, guy. he's like, I got other guys to pay. I'm, you know, what can I do? I got to pay Micah coming up and Dak's going to need an extension. Fine. There's another team, though, that would have the money that don't have so much yep. tied up in a Dak or coming to be tied up in a Micah Parsons who'd fucking buy Zach Martin. But they can't go out and shop themselves because of all these restrictive tags. Uh, I mean, I don't fully just. Dis- uh, yes, Point taken and noted. I agree. I, I will add to, to what you said about the regular employee in, in, in accounts receivable has other options. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Well, where a running back doesn't because there's only one big dog league paying this type of money, top end money. But at least there's the 31 side, firms. There's 30, 32 agreed. firms inside well, that big organization. Agreed. Inside that bubble. And and, and the other point that, that is in the favor of the running back is that dickhead in accounts receivable, they're literally a dime a dozen, whereas this guy is one of the top, right? arguably 10, worst case, just math-wise, 30 best guys in the world at what he does. Correct. And so because of that, he there should be a, a, a commensurate value. So, so, But this is, at the highest levels of football and collective bargaining, what they argue about every single day. 
and the owners ultimately come down to this. And they wouldn't say it like this, but this is what it is. Let's just for argument's sake say Jonathan's the top five running back in the league. Our dumb fucking audience isn't going to give one shit if I have the 37th top running back as my starter or the fifth. They won't know the difference. We control the market. Fuck you. Here's your money or else. Well, you're right. The television product, and that's what the league is, a TV show about quarterbacks, the television product will go on unabated with or without Jonathan Taylor. That said, I don't think running backs are now properly rated as Jerry and accounts receivable, where they're a dime a dozen. I I could not agree more. Yeah, I believe running backs have unique skill sets. I believe in the Liam Neeson theory. I have a particular set yeah. of skills, and they're all different. You know? I, so I totally agree. So I'm, And I hope that you in the audience doesn't think that I'm taking the league side. I'm not. I'm just spelling out I what they I, – I, that's why I said at the top, and I'm with you. I think the running back – the devaluation of running back is a, is a crime. There, but <laughs> I know. You know. But I think it, here's what I think. I think it's trendy right now. I think this is a hot trend, and I think eventually it'll, of course, correct. I think there's way too much of Me Too in the league, and they don't appreciate the fact that an Austin Eckler is a son of a bitch who punches above his weight class in terms of strength for his size and can catch and run and make touchdowns when they don't otherwise happen. Saquon Barkley breaks into the open field, and he's fucking gone. A guy like Jonathan Taylor is a goddamn workhorse. And he can do multiple things. I agree. They're not average guys. They're not replacement level players. In my they opinion. won't do it until they're forced to. I agree a thousand percent with that. I'm just telling you the facts are they won't do it till they're forced to, which goes back to what you're saying is how do we get a conglomerate of running backs together to force the hand? Yeah. And then you had and, with, and it, Yeah. And then you had with the Jets spot. Aaron Rodgers caping up <laughs> for his boy. I fucking oh. love it. I love it for the spiciness. I think Rodgers, it's so funny. Rodgers is doing everything with the Jets he wasn't doing this last year in Green Bay. Wasn't hanging out with young teammates in Green Bay. He wasn't caping up for the coaching staff. He wasn't giving money or flexibility cap-wise back to the organization. Now he's doing all of that in New York. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how it goes, though, right? New fresh start. The one thing I'll say about Rodgers is he wasn't shy about his his uh, discontent there. You know, he, he played well. He wasn't shy about he wanted to get out of there. I mean, it. No, I think, it, like, here's the a, thing I've noticed as I'm here. At, it's fresh. It's a new girlfriend. He's in the honeymoon oh, phase. It's the totally. same. It's the, it, you know. The new girlfriend is doing shit in bed. You're like, wow, she's a freak. Is she? You're like. Or is she just playing special just teams? New. Is she playing yes. special teams willingly to make the roster? We'll That's find right. out. We'll find out once she's on the final 53, right? If she's that freaky girlfriend or if she was wedge busting just to make it. That said. But, is it, <laughs> but is, it, is it any surprise, though, that an eccentric genius, you know, oddball uh, is leaning into New York in his new gig? Like, you, you knew that was going to happen. But well, like the gold chain thing, you know, from last week. Yes. Like, that's so fucking lame. I mean, it's so lame. It's so off-brand. It's so transparent that it's a advertising deal for Sauce Gardner and the fucking jeweler. Um, and Aaron's like, you know what? I'll roll with it. Let's go. 
I mean, it's just, you know right. it was coming. Instead of saying, like, I would have wanted Rodgers, my old school way of thinking would have been, I would want a guy like Rodgers to slap that chain out of his hands and say, what are you doing? <laughs> Put that camera down. We haven't won shit yet. You young punks yeah. don't know what it takes to win in this league, and I'm going to show you if you'll watch. But enough of this fucking jewelry thing. This is not high school. But of course he's not going to do that. I'm a man. I'm 40. Put that coffee down. But he didn't. <laughs> yeah, that said, you know, I, what, I, that. what I'm coming to realize, Glenn, is this. Because a year ago, all the talk with Rodgers and the vibe was, yeah, man, here I am again. I'm awesome. But, you know, I'm more than just football. You know, I I, I, I read a lot of stuff. I, I take psychedelics <laughs> yeah, to expand yeah, my yeah, horizons. Yeah, yeah. Like, I someday I'm going to be doing something else in life besides football. Which, by the way, is perfectly fine. Now he's all about football. He loves it. Says he's, quote, having a ball with the Jets. And so what I take from this, and it's okay. I think the good people of Green Bay will get over it. And the organization will probably get over it. The real thing is he looked at the organization as a bunch of tiny market rubes who didn't know what they were doing. And he couldn't wait to leave. And so now I he's mean, gone. well said. It well wasn't, said. It wasn't I mean, about I'm bored with football or I, I really want to do more outside of the game. It was I'm kind of tired of these guys. They're small town thinkers. We'll see. Yeah, it, it, well, well said. And uh, it's a little bit demeaning because you're right. The message behind it is I'm bigger than this organization, than this town, than this fan base. And uh, you guys can't hold me back anymore type mindset. And I get that. And, and you're right. You know what? In five years, he'll get his parade and they'll be at the Hall of Fame and all that. You know, time time heals all wounds. But in the moment, it's like, stop being a fucking prick and being so happy in New York. You know? But <laughs> That's and okay. I get that. I get that from a Green Bay standpoint. I yeah. get that. I do. All right. So a uh, couple of things real quick here. And I appreciate yeah. your time today. How, how's your summer been, by the way? Summer's been amazing. Um, you know, we have a family home in Rehoboth, so we've taken the girls up there a couple times, and that's great. They get to hang out with Grandma. And, how's, you know, how's, feel, Ed, I, how's Ed doing? We're all good. We were just uh, just together uh, recently at our uh, charity football camp in Louisiana, and we'll be together. Uh, nice. Couple, yeah, no, we, I said we just launched a cigar brand, which has been a long time in the making. Um I've been a cigar smoker a while. Ed is a cigar aficionado and has been for a long time. And uh, we partnered with the number one tobacco uh, maker in the world in Nicaragua, uh, Placencia Cigars, to uh, make them. And Stolen Throne Cigars distributes them out of Virginia. And it's actually going very, very well. So we've been uh, two months in in market, going very well. All right. Very good. Um, How do you feel about this change to X on Twitter? I mean, it's kind of weird. I can get into the whole marketing spiel of why, like, it's kind of weird, but I understand what Elon Musk is doing because he wants to shake it up and put his own stamp on things. And I, uh, I, I would have left well enough alone. I under, I, I, you know, I know he wants to put his own stamp on it. There might be, and I don't know. Maybe there's some like legal ramifications to changing it to. X so they don't have the baggage of Twitter in the past and at least the mindset of this is my thing, it's different, but I would have left it Twitter. 
I think he's tinkering. I think these are what geniuses do. I don't know if it moves the meter that much one way or the other. I would have left it alone. As I like I, the As I understand it, it's more than just a branding thing or a marketing thing. It's because Elon has Elon Musk has plans to make Twitter an app that does a whole lot more than what it did mm. before, and everything kind of an app and leveraging AI. What that is, I don't know. Will it work? We'll see. But I'm curious, have you seen the big light-up X in San Francisco that is drawing the ire from the neighborhood? I haven't, but I saw that he's like, we're not leaving. I don't care if everyone leaves. The exodus of tech companies, we're staying. You know, I'm not going. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. So he put this giant X on top of the Twitter building in San Francisco that is illuminated by these super bright LEDs that sort of pulse on and off. It's fantastic. It's such a eyesore that uh, the San Francisco City Commission is launching an investigation to find out whether or not he followed all the permitting and whether it's actually legal. And somebody said, you know what? Even if he's forced to take it down, it's still great marketing because now people know about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, did you That's see right. did you see yeah. Cardi B chuck the mic at a fan who no. threw a drink at her at a concert? <laughs> yeah. No, but I've been to one of her concerts and she's <laughs> incredibly crazy. Yeah. So she's up there and some knucklehead decides to throw a drink at her and she was fucking pissed. <laughs> so she instead of like stopping and pointing out the person to have security take him out, she winds up and throws her wireless mic at the fan, but the song with her lyrics keeps on going, despite the fact she's got Shocker. no mic. So, yes, you're listening to an iPad, Cardi B fans. Congratulations. Shocker. Hey, yeah. here's the question that riveting minds want to know, inquiring minds want to know. How was her arm? Honestly, there's a tweet. I'm going to send it to you right now so you can look at it when we're done on the phone. Yep. Oh, yeah. Rob Friedman at Pitching Ninja. Ever watch yep. him? No. So it's a great account. And by, by the, the way, way, it's called X, not Twitter. Okay, it's not. It's called X. Well, they're, by they're, the way, on X, do you still tweet or what? Like yes. what? Now we have to come up with a whole no, new UG. thing. UG or, is what it is. So Rob Friedman, who oh, runs no. a great account called Pitching Ninja, where he'll just pull out really nasty pitches from the best major league pitchers in baseball, and he'll label them. It'll be like yeah. ninety-eight yard, ninety-eight mile per hour splitter from so and so. And you'll watch it fly like a fucking frisbee and go, wow, that's a great pitch. It's a good account to follow. It's an easy one. He did a slash up of Cardi B's throwing motion versus Randy Johnson. And it actually it actually is a pretty decent motion, all things considered. You can check that out right there. All right, Glenn, as always, my friend, a pleasure. I hope your rest of your summer, the final month of it goes as swimmingly as the first two. And we will catch up soon. Did you know that MyBookie.com has more than just sports gambling? Oh yeah, they've got an online casino that is amazingly fun to play and can be quite profitable. Want to sharpen some skills for a trip to Vegas or maybe another casino? You want to practice card counting, bet variants, or some exotic strategy you saw on TikTok? 
mybookie.com. And of course, there's always the sports, not just football, which we're all salivating about, but baseball, golf, tennis, boxing, MMA, and a bunch of stuff that you'll say, wait, I can bet something on that? Yes, you can. Get an account at mybookie.com. Enter promo code ZABE so they know that I sent you. And splash around and have some fun in life, especially after you get that reimbursement check from your sales meeting in Grand Forks, South Dakota. Mybookie.com, the one, the only, the official sports book of the ZABEcast.